Austin Matthews was marvelous in the Maple Leafs victory over the Calgary Flames. The skid stops at four. We'll break it all down and tee up this weekend's back-to-back against the Canucks and the Kraken on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Uh, Dave. The streak is over. The Leafs finally win a 4-3 victory over the Flames. Uh, the third period was a bit of a sweat, but they held the lead and got it done. They snapped the skid, picked up the full two points. Is the pressure alleviated now after that one? I mean, just look at Sheldon Keefe's face after the game, the reaction with the coaching staff after the game. You don't tell me that's a coach that wasn't feeling the pressure. That was that was a little bit of a that was a firm handshake at the end of that one. And you know, like handshakes like that, not to dive too much into it, but handshakes like that are usually reserved for like when you went around in the playoffs. You know, <laughs> last year was completely different. I mean, that guy almost tore his ACL jumping, you know, when Tavares scored that goal. But you know, when John Cooper wins a series, uh typically that's the style of handshake he gives his assistants. Uh, that basically probably tells you what all you need to know about how much that game actually meant to the team. And you know what? Outside of the first 10 minutes where I don't think the team played very well, uh, I thought that, you know, they they fought for that victory. They certainly did tonight, I think. I do think so. Um, the first period could not have gone any worse. <laughs> like, the only thing that I think... Mean, gave them any life was that Matthews goal at the end of the period. But like I was watching that first pair. I'm like, this looks like a team that maybe was looking very uninspired. And then from there, they, the Matthews goal just obviously flipped the switch for that team. Cause that second period was just a clinic. Well, Austin Matthews put on a clinic, man, like that. This team doesn't win that game if Austin Matthews doesn't, like you said, like that was almost uh, uh, that was the the TSN turning point as it's coined by uh, our friends at TSN, and and you know the the Maple Leafs finally took advantage. Then they came out in the second period and they scored three goals in the second pretty quickly. Uh, again, led by Austin Matthews, who four goals tonight for the Maple Leafs. Four points for Austin Matthews, including the fourth hat-trick of the season for Austin Matthews. He's just one hat-trick. We're halfway through the season, Dave. Only halfway through the season. I guess half plus half two games. And this guy already is just one hat-trick shy of tying a season record set by Jonathan Chichu back in 2005. Isn't that insane? What what a name drop that was. Like, Jonathan <laughs> Chichu. Yeah. I remember, 
I remember that year where he put up 50 plus goals with the Sharks. With the Sharks, Thornton got the MVP, the yeah. Hart Trophy, Art Ross that year. Yeah. A crazy, crazy time. But like to give you even more context on like the like what Oz Matthews is doing right now, shout out Nick D'Souza for putting this out there. Phil Kessel, we know great goal scorer with the Leafs during his time with the Leafs. His season high with the Leafs was 37 goals. Hmm. Austin Matthews has 37 goals in 42 games. It's pretty crazy, man. I mean, he's a little bit off of the 50 and 50 mark that I was maybe suggesting he had a chance to reach around game 25 or so. He could change that still. Uh, it's, It's a little tough. Like, 12 he's, he needs 13 goals in seven games it's gonna be a little tough to hit 50 and 50 at this point but uh man to, it, the fact that he's even gonna hit 40 by game 50 he might even have 45 by game 50 at the rate that he's going 50 might be a little bit of a stretch but i mean at the rate that this guy's scoring goals and and they're coming in bunches like it seems like anytime he scores, though, like you can expect another one's going to come at some point that night. Like he has what eleven multi-goal games already on the season. Like yeah. it's unbelievable what this guy is doing, and and when he's on his game, uh, I'd love to hear. Like we're recording this so soon after the game ended, where we haven't had a chance to to listen to commentary or listen to um, the post-game press conferences. But if I were there, if I were you know in Calgary tonight covering the team. I would ask Sheldon Keefe very cheekily, hey, did Austin Matthews look like he was on another planet tonight? Because he did. Like that, he, he really, really did. He did. And it's it's why he's always in that, you know, realm of like the Hart Trophy candidates, right? On our ranking with the Locked On NHL podcast host, he's 10th. Well, Nylander not among the top 10, by the way on that but like this is this is where during the this losing streak they they you knew that they were going to need their top players to get them out of it yes play better defensively hold the lead yes but it's their top players that have to be the ones to get them out of it so off matthew's like okay i guess a a hat trick is going to have to be the one to get it done well, that's the thing. It's like top players, but he, as a top player, was like, all right, just get on my back. Let's go. Like, let's go. And, hey, there were MVP chants raining down for Austin so Matthews great. inside the Saddle Dome. Like, it's it's wild. Like, at least Nation travels. We, we know that. But for there to be MVP chants inside the opposition's building, uh, man, that's just... Oh, I, I would hate that. I know I certainly would hate to hear that if I were a Flames fan. So I'm sure that cut very, very deep into a lot of those uh, a lot of those fans that were in attendance tonight and probably watching on the tube. But man, the, the guy had one of those MVP performances, and it wasn't just scoring goals; it was defending. It was yeah. ripping pucks off of guys. He had an active stick all night long and was, you know, making sure that he kept plays alive for you know him and Marner and. Pontus Holmberg, who again gets on the board with another point and assist again tonight. He's up to, I think, seven points in, in his last five or six games. So he continues to be a nice revelation, uh, working well with that, you know, trio. Um, so we'll see what happens there, you know, in the future. But I think you look at the third period and 
there was a lot of angst. Like I, I, I'm sure a lot of Leafs Nation, you know, felt that way because of how things have gone over the course of the last four games. Like they led in all four of those games, and then they lost the lead in the third period. That's just exactly how things have been going with the Maple Leafs, and that's exactly what had to have been in the back of the mind of, of every single player who was out there. They're up four three going into the third period. And uh, they knew that they were going to have to clamp that down. Uh, another blown lead, multi-goal blown Ooh. lead, was not going to look good on this team. No. And things were going to grow louder and louder. Uh, they clamped it down the third period. Court of natural statric, zero high danger chances allowed um, in the third period by, by the Maple Leafs for the uh, Calgary Flames. And the Leafs had nine. Nine high danger chances. And look, I, I thought that they were going to get burned. Like I thought it was going to come back to bite them in the ass. Um, they Especially like you'll get the, the, the breakaway chances that Mitch Marner and Max Domi had. And look, hey, great saves. You know, like in the third period, you got some good goaltending on the other end from Dan Vladar. And, you know, that's been one of their issues over the course of this lead blowing situation is they haven't been able to stop the bleeding or they haven't been able to you know, retake the lead or um, reestablish a lead once it gets chipped away at. And it seemed like it was going to happen again. Like Marner goes in on a breakaway and he doesn't score. Domi, same thing. And then a couple minutes later, the Flames did score, did tie the game. The lead was blown until good old Jordan Bean and Sam Kim came to the rescue with an absolute video replay call for the ages uh a hat tip a hat tip to the video crew for that one yeah i mean that because you see show you saw like they were alluding to like a challenge coming just like where like i know where like gord and johnny were just like uh, I don't see any interference. Uh, this is an offside. Like, what could they possibly be challenging? And then like, oh, uh, a hand pass should have been a stoppage earlier. They're challenging for that. And it's like, oh, and then you see the replay. And look, I'll be honest. I don't like that rule. I don't like the fact that a play like that can be replayed and go back and wipe a goal off the board. Like, I know it, it worked in favor for the Maple Leafs. But I would prefer that that goal always stands just based on the fact that it's just, I don't know, man, like it's hockey. And, and he he didn't really even direct it to Osterley. And I don't know. To, to me, it's 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 a corny goal to take off the board. But it works. And it's part of the rule book. And when things, you know, you got to work with the rules that you have. Yeah. And uh, that's now four for four on the year for the least video team when it comes to challenges. And Sheldon Keefe, I think, now 18 for 19 in his career. Uh, and again, that's thanks to, to Jordan Bean and Sam Kim. So they should they should get like the airs treatment where every damn player and coach should walk up to them, empty their wallets, and just give them a big wad of cash for saving that game for them and saving them a lot of flack from the fan base, from the media, if it were to have become another blown lead game again. And they saved him from that. Oh, they definitely did. And I think, you know, they those those guys never get their get the what the credit that they deserve. It's nice that they get recognized during the game and obviously on social media. And I think they were down in the locker room like right after the game too. So you know that they're getting 
some semblance of uh of a thanks from the team. I mean, they should be getting the belt. Yeah, <laughs> so, actually, well, Austin deserves a belt, but like he's gotten the belt so many times this season. Let the video guys get the belt for for this one. I mean, it's not just this game. Look back at the Edmonton game where they had that challenge on that Zach Hyman one, yeah, was that Hyman one too, right? This isn't. You know they've they've put in the work this year, so they, I think a little recognition going their way would be nice. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I'd be curious to to see how other fan bases uh, or other coaches do this, but I do think that uh, Sheldon Keefe does give uh, a lot of credit to the video team whenever they do come up with a big call. He's always like, "There's a reason why we know their name, right?" Like, I don't know if if a lot of fan bases know the name, and I know it, it was said during the broadcast, but like. You and I knew the name prior to the broadcast. A lot of fan base, a lot of the fans know who they are because Sheldon Keefe has given them their flowers over the course of his tenure there. Uh, because again, they're like they're 18 for 19. They don't miss. They do not miss. They're perfect four for four on the season. And uh, you know, it's big when you make a challenge and you wipe a goal off the board. And in this case, it happened to be the game tying goal. And the, the, there was no more goals scored afterwards. So that, that legitimately saved them from having to go to overtime and chance it. And who knows if that goal goes in that, you know, that could change the whole complexion of the game. The flames, the building gets back into it. And, and who knows how this thing ends up instead, the goal comes off the board. It's still four, three and the least continue. Hey, we gotta, we got away with one there. Let's keep pushing. And, and you know, they did, they withstanded the flames trying to come out. They took the goalie out. Uh, Marner tried in the dying seconds to extend the lead to make it five three, miss the net. But uh, either way, it was it was a good win. It was a solid win after a bit of turmoil this week. Um, not all is forgotten. Let's let's not sit here and be like, oh, it's perfect. Everything's good with the Maple Leafs. No, we still need to see this carried out on a consistent basis, right? Like this is a big weekend coming up against Vancouver and Seattle, two very good hockey teams, especially Vancouver, one of the top teams in the NHL. Got to carry over this type of consistency in the way they play in the third period and the second period and uh, carry that forward and, and try and play like that every game. Uh, you know, if you can, if the Leafs can do that, I think they'll be okay. And, uh, you know, we won't have to be all doom and gloom like we've been here within Leafs Nation over the course of the last week. Yeah, no, it was definitely, this was definitely a much needed. Uh, I couldn't imagine what would have happened if they didn't pull this one out tonight. I just would not want to be <laughs> in that. Just Sheldon keep facing those questions after that. No, it would not have been, uh, would not have been a fun one. And, and like we even said earlier, that that handshake at the end of the game there uh, with his assistants kind of told us all we need to know about how big of a win that felt like for Sheldon Keefe personally. Um, so, you know, good stuff for uh, for the Maple Leafs. Let's, let's come back and let's talk about the three stars of the game. I think we all know who the top star is going to be, the big dog. Uh, but we'll still go through our three stars of the game and we'll tee up this weekend's back-to-back going out to Vancouver and then crossing the border in Seattle on Sunday. So we'll get to all that and more coming up on the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps matching engine that helps you find a quality candidate fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agreed Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Need in Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is all wrapped up, and there's still time to get on the action with the playoffs kicking off with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, you can go ahead, place a wager on this weekend's game. Think someone's going to win between the Maple Leafs and the Canucks? Go ahead, place your wager, and get your bonus bucks afterward. Uh, the app is so easy to use. There are so many ways that you can bet with live same-game parlays. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find the popular ones of the day. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab and so many more opportunities. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We are your host here on the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's a daily Maple Leafs show. We do have podcasts that come out each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts from, and also up on YouTube. So if uh, if you're new to the program, you're just kind of stumbling upon us, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. And if that's the case, go ahead Toss a like, leave a comment down below, and also subscribe. That would be greatly appreciated. And, I mean, if you're an everydayer, thank you so much. We really do appreciate uh, all of you guys. It is much, much appreciated. All right, as we do after every single Leafs victory, we go through the three stars of the game. So Toronto snapping the skid. Uh, they break that four game or four game losing streak. They went four to three against the Calgary Flames. Who was your third star of the game, Dave? Can you give it to Jake McCabe? Okay, solid game play. Like we're talking about, you know, the issues that the Leafs are having with TJ Brody and him taking a step back. You know, Sheldon Keith comes out and says, "I don't know who I can really trust." Put out there, Jake McCabe was one of the guys he could trust. He was third. Well, I mean, close second with uh, TJ Brody at 21 minutes in uh, ice time for tonight. Uh, actually, full total ice time was 23 minutes, but he was like among the Leafs leaders and even strength ice time. Like down the stretch, he got a lot of work in this game. Like him and Cal Yarncroke, I think both kind of deserving that third star. They were both relied upon a lot defensively and also another beautiful hit. From it's like becoming a Jake McCabe special that hit he laid on Nazem Kadri. I, I like just 
he's been solid. I know that he's you know, on the on the goal that was disallowed. He loses Zary there. Um, just a you know, brutal. It's a tough play there, but I thought for the most part he was pretty solid tonight. All right, Jake McCabe, getting your third star. I give my third star to uh, to Martin Jones. Uh, I thought Jones was you know had a pretty good game, and early on when the team didn't quite have it, I thought he made a couple of stops. Obviously, yes, a couple of goals did find their way through Martin Jones, but you know he clamped down after the first period. He allowed just one, uh, technically I guess two, which was wiped off the board, so it doesn't count. Um, but he's pretty solid. Then in that third period, you know, again with that pushing back. He was able to make those saves. So Martin Jones uh, stopping 23-26 tonight. Uh, I'm giving him the third star of the game. Second star, Dave. I mean, how do you not give the Leafs video <laughs> coaches their due? Second star for me. Like that, like, that review was so crucial for two reasons. You keep the Flames from tying the game. You don't win that challenge. The Leafs then get a penalty. Yeah. And like we we've seen it happen where they blow a lead and it could just have all fallen apart for the Leafs. And it question didn't... for you, like how if you look at that play, do you think that it was a like that was a guarantee or was there like some wishy washy with it? Well, Michael Backlund actually did say after the game it was in the back of his mind that they could review that play because I think oh. he's the one that touched the puck and he was worried that it was going to get reviewed. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So that's, I mean, as the captain of the other team, I probably would not admit that to the public, <laughs> but uh, sure. Thank you, Michael Backlund. Um, yeah. I, I, the reason why I asked that is, is I wonder if like that was a big goal, man. Like, and that would have again, blown another lead. If what had ha- not, if what had happened over the course of the week not happened, like I wonder if they would have took that chance, right? Like, because mm-hmm. it, it it may not have been as obvious. Because they did, they had to take a timeout, they had to get a couple looks at it, and then eventually they decided, okay, yeah, let's 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 challenge it. Would they have even gone that far if they weren't so concerned about blowing another lead with that fourth goal in particular? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, obviously, it's it's nothing that, not an answer we would have, and it's more of a psychological one than uh, than a firm one, and probably not even one that you know we could get a straight answer for. But I I I do wonder. My my mind is is going all over the place right now, and and that's one of the things I thought about. Uh, I also gave the second star though to the video team uh, of uh, of Sam Kim and and Jordan Bean. Um, like I said, they're four for four on the year. Uh, they're they're a big part of of the coaching staff, obviously, and uh, there's there's a lot more that video coaches do than just uh, you know replay. Yeah, you know, like they're the one that's cutting clips, cutting film for video sessions, and uh, you know they're 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 pretty tight with the group. So it's nice that they they get recognized for you know the the four times I guess a year that they get a call right, but they do put in a lot of work. Uh, behind the scenes so uh it's it's nice when they get the recognition so we'll also get the recognition give them the second star uh if it wasn't for austin matthews uh, and, and that you know her like her, her like oh my goodness herculean effort um they could have been a first star 
But obviously, you know, Poppy is taking home first star tonight, Dave. Yeah, there's no doubting who the first star was. He was the first to me, it was like the first star even after the second goal, because they were down. Yeah. <laughs> to nothing. Second goal was a fluky goal by the Flames, but like the Leafs were down bad. And Austin Matthews was just like, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lift this team up. That was, that's what you expect from Austin Matthews, though. It's not the first time we've seen it. Uh, probably won't be the last time we see it, but yeah, that he game like that. He played like that in the first period against Edmonton. Yes. Right. I mean, he didn't score, but he played like that. And well, he did score the first goal. I right, actually, he did score the first goal, but like he didn't score a hat trick in that no, game, obviously. But he was all over it, right? And uh, and and was doing things without the puck to steal the puck back for his team. You know, he was just weaving in and out of traffic to find open space. He was just so good tonight. And, you know, if you look at all three goals, they're all scored in different ways, which is what why I think, obviously, why he is the best goal scorer in the world. Look at the first goal, right? Just a, a beautiful dangle. It was basically a broken play that he made from nothing. Ends up getting, you know, the, the goal, deeks out the goal, the, the, the defender, and then ends up getting the puck on his forehand. Quick release, bang, it's 2-1, and it kind of changed the fortunes of the game. Got the Maple Leafs in it, gave them some life. You look at the second goal, he kind of just is popping in and out. It's a six on five. He has some open space, pops out for a quick one timer from the dot bang into the back of the net that's a second goal and then the third goal you know that's just a, a smart hockey play like realizes that you know the matthew nye shot and it wasn't handled properly by the goaltender and there's a big juicy rebound right out in front he just quickly stops up gets on his backhand and just fires you know a backhanded missile towards the net and it finds its way in like that's three different ways that he was able to score quick wrister slap shot backhander like th th this guy can honestly do it all and it's why he is the the best goal scorer in the world and he's on pace now for 71 goals 71 goals it's wild wild what this guy's doing right now um hopefully he can continue it <laughs> and uh you know win this team some more games going forward uh i'll give you the final say yeah, I mean, I know we're you're a little light on his ability to get 50-50. I think there's still a chance if he can put forth a few more hat tricks along the way there, it's certainly possible. But uh yeah, I mean I, I'm just really glad it didn't waste a hat trick. I would have been very disappointed if this team wasted a hat trick because it's not the first time they scored a hat trick and they haven't won the game. Remember that game against Buffalo? earlier in the year where he scored the hat trick and they lost. And I'm just like, uh, I'll, I'll do you one better. There, there was this one game. Uh, he scored four goals oh. and lost to the Ottawa senators. I don't know if you recall it. It was his mm -hmm. NHL debut. And that was a, a real kick in the pills. But uh, tonight, no tonight they got it done. And he was a big reason why yeah, he took ownership. He, he lay in the game. It was him out there. He was double shifting. Yeah. He was playing with the fourth line, playing with the yeah. top line. He just did it all. That's it's it's who who Sheldon Keith trusts, right? There's not a lot of guys out there that he does have a lot of faith in and trust in, but Austin Matthews is one of those guys. And, and when he's on his game, which he was tonight, 
He is one of the best in the world, and any coach would trust that guy and want him out there as often as possible. All right, let's reset and come back and uh, tee up this weekend back-to-back in Vancouver on Saturday over the border to Seattle on Sunday. So we'll tee up those games for you on the other side. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti here on the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Leafs podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just for a minute talk about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in a decade. Maybe you're planning on traveling this year, and the last thing you want to be is unprepared to take care of yourself or a loved one if you fall ill. Jace Medical can give you peace of mind before you ever hop on a flight. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DeStefano and Dave Morissuti. Uh, the Leafs Western Road Trip continues. They are now one and one on the trip. They lost in Calgary and picked up the victory, or lost in Edmonton, sorry, the other night, and then picked up the victory tonight uh, in Calgary. And now they keep going west out to BC. They've got the Canucks next up, and this is going to be a tough test. I mean, this is obviously going to be the toughest test of this road trip because the Canucks are one of the best teams in the NHL. I mean, it's it's insane the turnaround that this club has had. They're 30-11-4, they're 64 points, a 7-11 points percentage, which is second in the NHL uh, behind the Winnipeg Jets, which is another team they have to face twice before the All-Star break uh, and have won nine of the last 10 games. Uh, but the Canucks, I mean, they, uh, they're they also a team that just won uh, a game tonight, close game, won 2-1 to against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, it's This is going to be a tough test for uh, Toronto, and, and they're going to have to play some of their best hockey uh, if they're going to try and grab two points in this one. Yeah, the Canucks have, like, everything kind of going for them this year. Everything. You know, like, you look at this team, goaltending's there. They got a top pair defensive pairing in Quinn Hughes and Philip Horonic. And then, you know, they, they just got some guys like Elias Patterson, uh, JT Miller, Brock Besser, like top five in league goals, 20, 28 goals. Now he scored tonight, 28 goals for Brock Besser. But like they're, they're doing this because Rick Tockett has gone through to this team to playing the right way. And that's that's what's going to make it tough. This is a very disciplined, structured team. They're not cheating in a lot of ways to get to to get to where they are, and that's what's going to make things tough for the Leafs. Is because it's a very deep Canucks team. You can't just say we'll shut down, try to shut down that top line. They find ways to get other guys scoring. The depth of that Canucks team is going to be very tough for the Leafs to go up against. Want to play a fun little game? Ooh, games. 
that's probably not so fun for uh, Leafs fans oh, listening God. out there. Would you like to play this game? They they might hate us for it, but sure, let's do it. All right. It's called Who's Got More Goals on the Season is the game that we're about to play, David. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, who's got more goals on the season? Sam Lafferty oh. or Matthew Nyes? Sam Lafferty. Who's got more goals on the season? Sam Lafferty or Tyler Bertuzzi? Oh, boy. We're going down this drive. I already know how many goals Sam Lafferty have, so I'm going to go with Lafferty again. Who's got more goals on the season? Sam Lafferty or John Tavares? Ouch. Yeah, it's Lafferty. It's not, actually. That was a actually, trick question. Is it really? T- T- Tavares has 12 goals. Lafferty oh. has 10 goals on the season. Oh, it was just 10. Okay, I thought he had a couple more. No, Lafferty's got 10 goals on the season, and it's just... Uh, I don't want to sit here and scream about that trade, but even when it was made, you know, we came on this podcast, or, or I remember I did at the very least, and said the Leafs legitimately chose Ryan Reeves over Sam Lafferty here uh, and moved on from that cap dump to fit Reeves in under the number. And you've got that guy out there. He's got 19 points. 19 points Sam Lafferty has. Uh, having, you know, being a real solid two-way player um, for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and, he's you know, it's not like he's playing a lot. He's playing uh, just a little over 12 and a half minutes a game, but he's still 19 points on the year. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, you know, he's got 22 points on the season, 10 goals as well. Uh, like, there's just a couple of former Maple Leafs uh, who are just doing some really good things. All right, I'll ask you one more question of who has more okay one more for you who has more goals Niels Hoaglander or John Tavares uh I think it's close I'm gonna uh, go I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to say Tavares I, I meant to okay. say Kelly Yarncroft oh. we're just with Tavares uh, I'll go with Niels Hoaglander. Niels Hoaglander is correct. 12 goals compared to Yarncroc's uh, 10. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. The, the amount of depth scoring that that team has gotten is basically what we're getting to here. And it's, you know, coming from lower in the lineup. And that's something that the Maple Leafs just simply have not been able to get. And that's a big reason, I think, as to why this team has dropped uh you know a lot of games and why they have not been able to hold on to leads because when they're not getting the goals from the bottom end of the roster and you have john Tavares with one goal at five on five in his last 27 games you've got willie now goalless in six straight games uh you need to get it from the bottom end of your roster and tonight you, you lucked out with a with a hat trick the least lucked out with a hat trick from uh, Austin Matthews, and then another one from Mitch Marner. But again, another another night where they didn't get any depth scoring. And I think that's a big reason as to why Vancouver's having so much success this year compared to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I will say one thing about Lafferty. Which, like, I'm happy that he's thriving right now. Um, obviously, if you're a Leafs fan, you're not happy to see it. He is 
he, along with some other players on the Canucks, do have a really high shooting percentage. Yeah. So I think he's at like over 20% this year. So like, yeah, you're going to score more if you're shooting the percentage better. But the thing is, is this Canucks team has relied on that depth to produce. Unlike the Leafs where the, the depth is not really given those opportunities to produce, nor have they really taken advantage of opportunities to produce as well. Like Bertuzzi, Domi, like those guys have probably been snake been way more than a lot of the Canucks guys, but the Canucks guys are making most of their chances. The Canucks have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players with 10 or more goals. Three of which have 20 plus goals. The Leafs only have five players with 10 plus goals. Um, just two guys with 20 or more. So, yeah, it's uh, depth scoring has been a big issue uh, for this team. And, and eventually that's going to be the big difference in, you know, what gets this team going again, right? When when Nick Robertson was adding some goals here and there, when you had Yarncroft adding a couple of goals, when they were getting the scoring from the back end a little bit, you know, they were winning games. Recently, hasn't quite been the case. It's been... All right, what's Austin going to do for us? Well, can can Marner somehow score a goal? Uh, Riley actually has given you a couple of goals. I think he's got, what, three in his last five, I believe. Um, but recently, not a whole lot from uh, elsewhere in the lineup. And in order to beat the Canucks, in order to beat the Seattle Kraken this weekend, I think that's got to change. they got to get some goals from guys not named Matthews, not named Marner. Uh, not named Riley. They got to get some goals from some somewhere else. Tavares has to chip in. Like when I uncovered that stat last night, it blew my mind. One goal, one goal at five on five through twenty-seven games. He hasn't scored at five on five since the. He has one goal since the Swedish trip. One goal at five on five since the Swedish trip. You know what goal that was? No idea. That was the goal in New York. Oh, the one the that island. tied the game. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which barely touched him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where, uh, where, where things are at. So this weekend, I think that's going to be a key. Get some depth scoring, uh, whether it's against Vancouver or even Seattle. Yeah, I, I think that's. Going forward, that's the next step to get getting this team back into uh, contention. They got to start getting some depth scoring. Can't rely yeah. on a hat trick every night. I mean, he might be able to supply it. Can't rely on it. No. Seattle's also they've struggled a little bit lately. I think they're on. They were like on a really good winning streak, and now they've dropped three straight. So yeah, they, they won like seven in a row, and then yeah, yeah. they've lost three in a row since then. Um, Obviously, we know the Canucks are, so it won't be easy. The Canucks, as good as they are putting pucks in net, do a half-decent job of keeping them out of the net, too. Yeah, but then after that, they got a back-to-back against uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. Nice little home-and-home, home, which is still very bizarre. Yeah. Vancouver, then a Winnipeg, back to – no, Vancouver, Seattle, back to Toronto, back out to Winnipeg, and then they're off for the All-Star break. Really great scheduling, NHL. <laughs> Great scheduling there. Um, it's a lot of hockey, though, that the Leafs are playing in a very condensed 
period of time, which is not great either for, uh, you know, the players who are playing a lot, you know, yeah. and I think it was in practice yesterday or today. Sheldon Keefe kind of acknowledged that Tavares' struggles, you know, could could be a, a result of yeah, he's feeling a little tired. You know, they haven't had a lot of rest time and he's had to play a lot of hockey and they haven't had many days off. There's been a bunch of back-to-backs in between. There's another one coming up this weekend. And it's just been a really condensed schedule uh, since coming home from Sweden. And, uh, yeah, the all-star break can't get here quick enough for some of these guys. Uh, I will say that. Uh, any uh, Anything else you want to mention, Dave, before we get out of here today? I kind of, I don't know, went on a rant there for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy weekend. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. So we'll see how, how it all shakes out. I'm uh, you know see obviously we'll see Samsonov get back to the net too. Oh yes, yeah. Is he just back now? By the way, like is that just? I think they're gonna play. Yeah, there's I, like who like there. It's clear they're not gonna play Hildeby. Like, that's not happening. Joseph Wool's not close to returning. So it's, I I think it's gonna be Samsonov. That you're gonna see uh in the net probably against seattle i would imagine yeah 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 i i just it's i haven't really mentioned anything about him like when they first brought him up they're like yeah we'll see he's with the group you know it's good for his mentals to be back with the team and yada 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 and then he plays the one game and then it's like yeah, he's gonna join us on the road trip and it's like okay well is he is he back like is is this official like is samsonov the yeah. the number two again uh, I guess so. Uh, he didn't implode in that game against Detroit. So I suppose maybe he's back. We'll, I guess we'll see in Seattle. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morris Sudi and follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you enjoyed this video on YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button. Let us know down below how you are feeling about the Maple Leafs at this point. Did this win alleviate some of the pressure on Toronto? Let us know in the comment section down below. Uh, we'll be back with another episode for you guys on Monday. Enjoy the games this weekend. Go Leafs, go. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.